Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hello, everyone. My name is Courtney, and I am a guest host on the Woman CEO in Reflection podcast. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Neil Haley and Nikki Friaz. How you doing, girl? As you can see, she's full of personality. I'm good. Y'all. How you doing? I'm doing great. So Nikki <laughs> Friaz is the author of Does This Divorce Make Me Look Fat? and the creator of GirlTellMe.com. She's contributed to publications like Pop Sugar. Forbes, Boardroom, and the Daily Beast on her mission to writer domination, taking over the world. That's not in there. I added it. (laughs) She's currently teaches at Washington Improv Theater, and her second book, Damn, You Still Single, will be released in October of 2023. Hey, Nikki girl, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm so glad that you could join me today. So I met Nikki through a program called Hey Young Writers, where both of us were, um, we got to do workshops for free for other writers. And I actually joined Nikki's workshop and it was her personality, such a great storyteller. And so my question to you is, have you always had this gift of storytelling and writing? And like, how did you come to the decision that you wanted to be an author or writer? Well, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I'm really excited as I drive, but I'm being very safe. So at least I'm wearing my seatbelt. So um, I will tell you in regards to storytelling, I've always been a storyteller. I always blame it on my childhood trauma, but that's another story, right? Um, But in regards to you know, just being the funny person. Um, I've always been super attracted to performing in some type of way. Um, And I honestly hated writing. I've been writing maybe now for about four and a half, five years more seriously. But before then I did plays, I did stand up, I did improv, I performing, but I started to notice that some things were becoming more draining and other things were not. So it was kind of like the Goldilocks of, figuring out what I wanted to do. So I would do stand up and I was like, "Mm, it's a little too draining. I don't really like the environment. Okay. That one's, you know, not right. And then I would do plays and then I'd be like, well, this takes a lot of time. So I don't want to do that either. Um, And I ended up on writing because I was like, I can make people laugh and I don't have to be there. I can, you can mind your business, get the humor when you want to, you can put it down, you can go away and I can still like have my own like energy and I can kind of savor that. So writing is very new to me, but it just came after years and years of trying to find the type of comedy where I feel comfortable being able to like produce, but also not have the expectation of being there. Yeah. I love that. You know, I was saying Nikki, so basically you figured it out. And you were able to put that spin on things, right? You took specifically enough what you didn't like doing, but you want to make people laugh in writing. How challenging was it to build the audience you built? 
because everyone talks about how we build an audience, right? I build it on my radio show to uh, numbers even bigger than what we talked about before the 5 million a week where I'm on National City Here Radio. I have a podcast, a number 11 celebrity podcast in the world according to Feedspot, all these things. But I put so much time and effort. Did you have to do the same thing in writing to get yourself known out there as a writer? Um, so when it came to writing for publications like Forbes, like the bigger guys, I always am just of the mindset of like, I don't know, but I'm going to try it. I just try to do things that are, that make me scared. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I still am, you know, I still struggle with the confidence that comes with writing in certain aspects of it in regards to building the platform. Um, I do it every day. You know what I mean? Like the book was not easy. It was not something that was just kind of like, all right, well, like, let's just see what happens here. But I think a big reason why um, I'm starting to get more people that are enjoying the book and things like that is because I just don't care. Right. Um, I think at a certain point you have to determine what success is to you. And my success was just getting out the book. I think mm -hmm. if I had an expectation of published author to be like, I'm going to put a book out. And I think we do this as people, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put something out and it's going to explode. And then the only people that read it or listen are your mom and your close friends, right? So for me to kind of build more of a following and things like that was definitely just putting myself out there in regards to being like, you know, I'm, I'm on the grind. I'm at Barnes and Noble like every day, like, hey, listen, buy my book. If you don't want it, keep it moving. You know what I mean? And just kind of not, putting the pressure on people to necessarily be like, you need to read this. This will be the best thing for you. I'm like, listen, I don't care if you like it or not. Just give it to somebody that potentially does. So <laughs> I think that kind of building that, you know, some type of following, which like, like I said, I even think till this day, like I'm always going to grind and I'm always going to try to expand to writer domination. It just comes from the lack of pressure that I put on people to, receive or not receive my gift of what I'm passionate about. And I mm. think the biggest thing that comes from that is that people are like, okay, you know, what I mean? like, I'm not going to put the pressure on myself. If you don't like it, if there's only 10 people that read my book, fine. My goal at the end of the day was to write a book, right? Mm. Um, finding six, you know what I mean? Because we all try to determine it based off of, oh, well, I'm going to be a New York times bestseller and don't get it twisted. That's on the list. But you're also one speck of sand on the beach and you have to kind of be realistic. Like we got dreams, we got goals and, but also put realistic timelines to them and kind of yeah. see like, what does it mean initially to just put out a book? Yeah. Totally. Yes. So. Yeah. I was, you gave us so much to like kind of dive into and twist and turn from. And I feel like, so just this last thing that you were saying, it was making me think about detachment. And so it sounds like you got to a space of like, my goal is to write a book and that's what I want to do. And if my, if I write the book without worrying about the outcome, then I have succeeded. And so what has that been like being able to practice detachment and also balancing confidence with learning how to write? Or not learning how to write, but getting comfortable with your writing because you're an amazing writer. I feel like, you know, you mentioned earlier about um, trauma and comedy, but your storytelling and the way that you write, y'all, y'all have to get her book. I can't wait for the second book to come out. Thank you so much. I love that. Um, you know, it's been a very, if I'm going to be honest, it's been very disappointing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because I put the book out and I was like, that's it. I'm about to be famous, quit my job, let it go. And now I will tell you the support that I have received for my first book has been amazing. Uh, I am completely understanding now when they tell you that like you have to start with your community um, because I will tell you most of the the people that have bought my book are people that I went to high school with and then people who tell other people and I've started to see in that sense right but it's extremely um, I'm gonna just say it's very difficult because I am just constantly always selling my book, my dream, my idea, why I think it's a great idea. And because of that, like, it's, it's like, we go back to it, right? It was, it's a very draining process because all I'm doing all day to publish and promote and to do all these things with these books is to time. It's creating relationships, having meaningful relationships with people who are like, listen, I like you. I want to support you. Mm -hmm. Um, I always try to tell people like for Barnes and Noble, people are like, you know, you're a self-published author and you're in two Barnes and Nobles. And I'm like, you guys don't understand the amount of work that I put in to just have these people like me. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's disappointing in the beginning because you just expect immediately to explode because it's your baby. But then you also got to kind of ring it in and be like, all right, you know, once you kind of recognize the industry you're in, especially in the publishing world, it is so just gatekeepy and lame and Mm -hmm. like once you kind of get out of the mindset of like you know it's not happening for you because of the lack of talent it's not happening for you yet because you don't know somebody who knows somebody who can get you in that space exactly or you don't have enough exactly so Mm -hmm. it's so micro and you know i remember i tried very early to get a publisher and I tried to get an agent and I was sending out like maybe 25 query letters a day and I would get one in a blue moon that would be like how many followers and I'm like y'all don't care that's all that's all it is and this is the thing they don't teach you Nick you had the idea Uh but you have to group create the community first before writing the book uh, mm-hmm. John Lee, who's on Clubhouse, talks about this. And I've also, I mean, I talked about it as well, but I'm going to give a more credible source. He says, before you create something, you need to build your following first, then create it. And the mistake, and, and lots of creators create their brand, then they have a product or service to sell. They don't tell you these things and publishers and you know the Today Show, all of them want your following already. So you basically need to build your creator kingdom and then once you have your community, then you can launch something. And they don't tea and, and the problem is there's so many people tell you, write a book, write a book, write a book, but they don't tell you that part. Yeah. That's yeah. it. They tell you, they don't tell no. you that part. And so, but the good news, Nikki, what you're doing is you are creating a community. Isn't that correct now? And it's gonna be if you continue to grind, it's gonna happen for you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got patience. I mean, I've been doing it for a little bit and I just notice, you know, I think when it comes to going back to success, um, a lot of the things I see for me and the future of like the brand and creating these things um, is really just going back to like creating opportunities and spaces for people like me um, in the sense of like, don't feeling like they fit into the niche of a writer, right? I go into a lot of 
writing spaces and everybody's very pretentious and they're, they use big words and I'm like, okay, SAT, no, thank you. Right. Uh, I think there's a market for people who just want to express themselves in storytelling. So um, I completely agree in regards to like building the community, but I think also empowering the people around you to be like, you can also write a book, right? Like this yeah. sucks for all of us. Let's all be miserable together. It's yeah. a lot. It's and a lot of people are doing it, Nikki. So I'll write books. So you, you're, you're, you're creating a, mi- a mission. Yeah. Good yeah, I want to um, ask a yeah. question because you, as you're talking, I'm just listening to about like the patience. And then you mentioned like, I'm patient. Okay. So how did you learn how to be patient and what advice would you give to other people about patience? I often tell people don't pray for patience if you're not ready for the test to come because it's going to come your way. (laughs) So what suggestions would you have? Like, what are you learning in your process of being patient? Um, so a couple things I say I'm patient because I hope one day it actually makes me more patient. Um, (laughs) I am a very impatient person, but I've also learned that everything, every new, because I'm always pivoting, right? I'm like, okay, cool. I I like this, but I don't like that. So I'm going to try something new. I'm just always trying to find the right specific niche to get me to like the pure fulfillment of being a creator. And I think that's the, the beauty of being a creator is always pivoting. Um, but every new creative project that I have done, I have learned that you will, it's not going to happen the way you want it to. The process will not be the way you expect it to be. And realistically going back to what Neil said, you know, you have to create the want, you have to create the community and that takes time. You know what I mean? It, yeah, that's cliche like sometimes, as it sounds, 10 years. sometimes 10 years, Nikki, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah exactly. I see exactly. is the, you picked this on a title that's amazing, Nikki, in the fact of divorce. And I'm almost divorced. I'm in the, hopefully soon. I've been 22 months separated, going on maybe 23. It'll be in two more days. And I want that divorce to be wow. final to move on. But it's such a challenge for people moving on in their life after that. Mm-hmm. And that's what is that why you're niching down in that area to talk about that so much? Kind of explain that to me, Nikki. <clears throat> So I specifically wrote about divorce because aside from going through one, I noticed when I was going through mine, all these books were just lame and not trying to talk about, you know, people's writing and stuff like that. But it was just this kind of toxic positivity of like, it's okay, like, just do this. And I'm like, no, I just, you know, and I always tell people in my elevator pitch that does this divorce make me look fat is like eat, pray, love on a budget, right? I could only be sad for three days and then I had to go back to work. I couldn't go to Mm -hmm. Italy and figure out that I could wear, get fat from pizza and fall in love and just recreate my life. So because I didn't see that type of audience being catered to, because I didn't see women that are loud like me and, and they curse and we're blunt. And, you know, we talk a lot of, you know, you know, smack. Um, I just knew that I wanted to create that for my girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? For the women that I talk to, the women that we can cut up and have a good time. um, I started to notice specifically um, that that wasn't in that niche. That wasn't in the conversation. That wasn't something that was being had. It was just more of like, this is how you get through divorce. The best way to get through divorce is to just Mm -hmm. like, you know, like it was just fake. And I was like, nobody's helping me. You know what I mean? Like, 
like these narratives are not, um, these narratives are not benefiting me. So specifically I said divorce, but I made it a self-help just because of my process and what I did. So I always tell people it's not just for divorce, but I think based off of everybody's story, um, divorce was my kind of catalyst to like change my life. So, um, I think, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's why I always have people. And it's funny because I'll do my, I'll be like selling my book and I'll have people come up to me. Like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you better congratulate me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm at a divorce a party. party when that's over. It's a party. That's what I'm talking about. It's a parade. What exactly. the young kids say, it's a parade in my city. That's what the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So like, if you listen to example, the song, though. maybe not, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, it's really funny. I just think there's such a stigma around divorce. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. we all are doing it now. So like, if you're not, mm-hmm. you're weird. Right. So <laughs> I just want to like, make light of these kind of situations because I think we can cry about it, but we should most definitely laugh. I think the best healing method is laughter. And it was, I specifically said divorce because that is my story. So when I wrote my book, because it's really hard to get out there, I always tell people like to get butt naked, right? You're putting your soul out there. You're putting who you are out there. I didn't want anybody to say to me, well, that's not how I experienced it or this and that. And I'll be like, well, you're not me. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a very nerve wracking, uh, mindset when you're putting something out that you created. And I was like, I know specifically that this book is exactly my, my experience. Now, so Nikki, if you would go out on TikTok talking about these things. You would go viral and then be back in stand up. I'm telling you, you have talent. You have a lot of talent. You know, you huh? I said, isn't she amazing? She's just naturally funny. And then what I will say too, so I've read the book, Does This Divorce Make Me Look Fat? And so we're talking about like, I think it is a good book for somebody that needs laughter, for somebody that needs truth, for somebody that needs authenticity and like real transparency of what the hell do I do when I'm going through something like this. But I also think about like just any, any type of relationship or maybe even leaving a job. Like this book is not just about divorces. And so it's funny. I, when I was reading the book, I would wake up every morning and read a chapter and I'm taking pictures and sending it to my friends. And we're like talking and laughing. Like is book club worthy? Is movie worthy? Like Nikki. So your goal is to um, be New York best time seller, and I see it in your future. I, I see totally it. It's so close. It's so close. Got to go viral. She has to go viral, and that's where I'll be talking off air. You need to go viral. You have the talent. I see you. I see you on HBO comedy specials. I that's what I envision for you. And it's then we'll have to, so so that's that's truly you have the gift, and you just have to find your platform to to blow that out. And that yeah. could be threads for gosh sakes, because threads is not com- the, the newest social media platform that even though it's Instagram and no one's really putting time in, you find a platform with content creating and go viral or become an influencer. It changes your life. Okay. Absolutely. And then I yeah. tell you, YouTube with shorts, I think you could do- dominate that. That's my thoughts. But work is the best place. We are running out of time, Courtney, where we can yeah. find information on Nikki and stuff. Where can we go? Where can we find you, Nikki? Oh, oh, so I run a platform called girltellme.com. You can always find me there. Uh, a lot of my pieces, like Courtney was saying, um, you could see us on there, but if you want to support me and pay my bills, 
I am on Amazon. If you want a specific signed copy, hit me up on girltummy.com. We are also at barnesandnoble.com. And the next book is coming out later this year. It's supposed to be October, but I've been stressed out about my second edit. So it might be a little bit later, but it will come out this year. What's the book going to be called? It's called Damn You Still Single? I, I, we got to talk about that another time. No doubt. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. I don't want to be, bro. <laughs> Look at me. I'm already wanting this divorce to be final and not be single. So there you go. Okay. So we like that, Nikki. Appreciate it. Thank you right, so thanks, much, guys. Nikki. I appreciate you Bye, so guys. much. Great show. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.